All righty. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 17th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? All good. Same thing as yesterday. So, uh, yeah. I don't even know why I ask you, Marcel. You're always in such a great mood, man. It's just be like, all right, Marcel, let's just get right into it. But uh, no, I'm kidding. You know, I'm looking forward to talking about this card with you. Man, this is an interesting card, guys. Like, there's a lot of really evenly matched fights on this card. If you look at the betting odds, a lot of pick em fights on this card. So there's some tough ones to pick, but I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you, Marcel. There's a bunch of fights I'm really curious to hear your um, your input on. And if you guys want in the, in the chat, give us your thoughts on uh, who you guys like as well. All right, so let's get into it, Marcel. Let's just get right into this card. And uh, the first thing I want to mention is there is one change to it. Um, we mentioned yesterday in the podcast that uh, Trevin Jones, Manny Martinez, that fight's been scrapped. Trevin Jones has a new opponent, Marcel. I just want to talk about his opponent really quick. We don't have odds for this fight, but I'm imagining Trevin Jones will be the favorite. But do you want to talk about his opponent? I'll give my thoughts on him too. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that you didn't uh, pronounce his name and uh, just say. That's why I'm pretty. Okay, no, actually, yeah. you know what? Let me do it. Let me do it. Because I, okay, I go, on, go, go on. Go on. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Because I listened to John Morgan. Uh, on on uh he was calling the fight for cffc i think he pronounced yeah. it right let me see what his name is okay so it's uh uh saeed kuramagamadov i think or something is that what it is oh. saeed yokub kakramanov pretty it was close it was close it's a tough name anyways go ahead give me your thoughts on this one <laughs> so um yeah this dude is, a, is a, actually the current cffc bantamweight champion he defeated tyson lynn in the second round ko last time out but actually maybe his biggest win is against askar askar he won yep. against him when he was yep. undefeated knockout punch first round yep. um people might also know him from ring of combat but may probably they know him from pfl where he fought the uh, umar Nurmagomedov in a non-tournament uh fight in the, in the regular season bout non-tournament and um he lost that fight but uh, it was a crafty fight. It was actually his first loss in, uh, in MMA for that. He, he's a solid fighter, man. I mean, I think it's a fun matchup, you know. Uh, by the way, uh, do, do you happen to know with Mana Martinez? I saw him uh, posting that. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, I think they, it wasn't an injury, guys. His coach uh, died. His coach, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, his coach died, I think, today or yesterday from COVID, mm -hmm. which is terrible. Um, you want to get, talk about his coach a little bit? Because he was a guy who was on the Ultimate Fighter a couple times as well. Uh, I think his name is also Saeed, right? So Sol Sol Salis, I think. Yeah. Sol Salis. Let me, let me pull it up here on Junkie. I'm gonna, I'll pull it up here. We'll talk about yeah, this really okay. quick. Cool. We don't have a lot of time to, to talk about this, but I, I do want to mention that again. We don't have odds for this fight, but it's worth talking mm -hmm. about. So I know Junkie had this story. Here it is. Salis. Um, what's his name? Yeah, here we go. Sal Salis. Yeah, very sad. And yeah, no one wrote the story. But yeah, he coached on uh, with Team Ortiz on season three and eleven of the Ultimate Fighter. So this is a guy that you've probably seen on TV, guys which is crazy. And he was the coach of Adrian Yanez and Manny Martinez. So very, very sad. But um, anyways, Marcel, give me your thoughts on, on the fight, though. And, like, again, we don't have odds on this fight, but would you expect Trevin Jones to get the win, or do you think his opponent has a chance here? His opponent definitely has a chance, man. I, I mean, we all saw the first round against uh, against Valiev, you know, remember? But besides that, Jones has looked amazing in the UFC, I think. So um, I would favor Jones in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kakramanov uh, yeah. uh, can, can surprise here because I don't think it's uh, it's not an easy it's it's not becoming an easier matchup or whatever. I think I think it's still a, a, a difficult matchup for both guys. Saeed, Jakob, Kakramanov, is that right? Am I good? Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay, cool, guys. He's actually a good fighter, man. He's fun. I I I didn't like I've heard of him, but I, I couldn't really like put a face to his or his fighting style to the name. You know what I mean? So I go and watch the fight with Asker Asker, knocks him out brutally. Great knockout. The guy's got some power. He's got some skill for sure. But, you know, Trevin Jones is a guy that I, I'm very high on, Marcel. Like, I think he's very, very good bantamweight. And, you know, it's a shame this is his, like, fourth opponent because the guy keeps cutting weight and getting a new opponent. But hopefully this fight lasts. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good one. But I, I'd imagine Jones will be favored, guys. I don't think it's a complete lock by any means. I think his opponent definitely has a chance. It kind of reminds me of, that worthy Alvis fight a few weeks, like a few months ago, or maybe a few weeks ago, I can't remember. He fought that Jeremiah Wells guy, where yeah. Wells looked good on tape, but you know, this the situation was tough. I couldn't pick him. This is kind of the same thing. I think this guy actually looks real, like a really good fighter. Um, he did get flying knee knocked out. You can see that it's on Twitter somewhere. Um, you can see that knockout, but you know, you can't say he's got a bad chin because I see some people already say, "Oh, this guy's chin." He's I don't I don't think you could say that because he got knocked out of a flying knee. 
Um, I, I do think there's a chance he could get KO'd here by, by for, for, for sure, but I just don't think it's fair to say he's a chinny fighter. All right, Marcel, let's get into the fights we have odds for. So let's start with the welterweight boat. Sasha Palatnikov versus Ramiz Brahamaj. And for this fight, it's it's very close odds. Minus 125 for Ramiz Brahamaj, uh, plus 105 for Sasha Palatnikov. What do you think, man? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Ramiz always got, almost got his ear detached in his last fight against Max, Max Griffin. Uh, was actually uh, first was he supposed to make his uh, his debut on the uh, on the contender series, but he had like a, a, t- a tumor behind his eye and he needed surgery there, so that they took that away. Was supposed to fight Takashi Sado, then somebody in his corner got COVID. Then Griffin. It's actually Ramiz needs to get normally a quick finish in the fight. You know, in, in all of his fights where you, he won and looked good, he had a quick finish, or at least in the first round. I think he has one time he went to the second round, it was against UFC veteran William Macario, the Brazilian guy in uh, LFA. But uh, besides that, he has a 100% finishing record, uh, lost three times in his, uh, in his uh, career, and uh, all three fights went to the third round, two with decision, and one got stopped because of that ear almost being detached. So if you look at the other side, you look at Sasha Palatnikov. Palatnikov actually looked amazing in the third round against Luis Cosi, if you if you remember. Um, and that was, I think that went also for fight of the night, if I'm correctly, I'm not 100% sure anymore. But in my opinion, he didn't look that great against Empa Kasangana. I think he looked great in the beginning, but then it, it kind of faded and Kasangana knew what to do and he put it in his favor. So for me, it's like, Longer the fight goes, Sash Palatnikov probably has more ways to win, but Ramiz can stop a man in the first round, I think. And I, I'm going to bet that one. I think I'm going with Ramiz in the first round. Yeah, this, this is a tough fight to call, I think. There's a bunch of fights in this card that I, I think are, are pretty difficult to call. I, I, I see this as a pretty close fight, man. Um, mm-hmm. Brahmaj, this submission game is, is fantastic for sure. Nasty subs. Um, but you know, you look at his record, guys. He's only two and three in his last five fights. I mean, that is I, that is not very good. You know, I know it's Sasha's two and two, but still two and three. The guy that can be beaten, you know, um, coming off a layoff, long, pretty long layoff for that ear injury. I know layoffs are a huge thing, right? He could have got better, I guess, during that time off. But you know, Sasha's been pretty active. He had two fights, and I know he lost to Impa, but I mean, no one's expecting to win that fight. You know, what I mean, Marcel. So I don't know. I, I think it's a close fight, but to me, like. Brahmaj has got the ground game for sure. If the fight goes, to, this is an easy way to break it down. But if the fight goes to the ground, Brahmaj has a good chance to submit him. I think if the fight stays staying, though, I think Sasha's the better striker. I, I think so. So I think it's a close fight, man. But my my slight lean is towards Sasha. It's very close. He's like what plus one hundred five. He's barely an underdog. It's basically a pick em fight. I just think he has more ways to win the fight because I think he can win standing, possibly on the ground too. Whereas Brahmaj, I think is. Just the ground game, really, I think he could win. So we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong with this one, but I'm leaning a little towards Sasha. Daniel says he likes Ramiz. He wasn't doing that bad against Griffin before his ear got knocked off. Yeah, that was nasty. Um, I always remember how much people slated Sasha and lead up to his fight. Let's stick that there and fade him long term. Maybe. I mean, listen, he's not, I'm not saying Sasha Plotnikov's a great fighter or anything. He's got some serious chin issues, but he's not facing a striker in this fight. I've never really seen Ramiz hurt someone with his hands, really, right? Like, he's more, he's just, he's really a submission guy, and he has great submissions. He, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Palatnikov, I understand what happened in that last fight. It's not good the way, no hook, rear naked choke, but, you know, there's there's some other reasons going in that fight, and I was I heard him talk to James. I, I Actually, I listened to both guys' interviews. Both guys are definitely, like, smart fighters, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the fight. But one thing he mentioned, Marcel, is he, he, he was fighting Impa at 8.30 in the morning, Vegas time. He gets up every day at eight o'clock in the morning. He had to get up at four thirty. That ruined his kind of um, just pattern. His his he's a creeper, creature of habit. I actually do think there is something to that. So I'm not saying that's the reason he lost the fight. Impa was going to win that fight, I think, either way. But there is something to that, and I do think that's maybe the reason he just faded so badly in that second round. He just he wasn't there mentally, maybe. So I'm not sure, guys. I think it's a close fight. I'm going to lean towards Sasha, but it's very very close. Zach, hey, what's up, man? Are you guys going to talk about PFL Bellator World? There's no third podcast now anymore, man. Um, I have a child now, so it's, it's very difficult to do that third show as much as I want to do it. Plus, AJ was my co-host, and unfortunately, he can't do the show with me anymore. So it was just a decision we made. If we have time at the end of this podcast, we can talk about it briefly, but I, I can't go and do a full breakdown if it goes past the full hour. But we'll try, Zach. We'll try. All right, Marcel, let's go to the next fight here. Roosevelt Roberts versus Ignacio Bahamandis. This should be a good fight, too. Um, Roosevelt Roberts minus 145, Ignacio Bahamani's plus 125. What do you think, man? 
Well, I think I think Roosevelt Roberts might be uh, fortunate that he got another fight because, man, the Kevin Kroon one that got uh, overturned in a no contest. I, I really think that they probably would have caught him if he doesn't get the no contest there. But I'm happy for him he got another fight. I think he's a talented guy. Um, but the thing is, I, I was really... Uh, I was really positive on Roosevelt Roberts when he started in his UFC career. He looked really good, man. Then against Vince Pichel, was kind of a, I still think it was kind of a close fight, but Pichel won the fight, in my opinion. Against Jim Miller, got completely dominated and got finished in the first round. And against Kevin Kroom, it, it, it took 30 seconds or something, and Kevin Kroom had him in that uh, guillotine. Yeah. So against Bahamondes, I got to be honest, man, that Bahamondes fight against McDessey, was an amazing fight. Amazing to fight. Say. Incredible. It was really, it was actually on the same. I think it was on the same card as Palatnikov against uh, Kasangana. If I think about it, because I know where I watched that. And it was. It was on the ABC yeah. card. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was a very early card for here. So um, yeah, um, it's like it's it's actually difficult, man, because I, I like Inacio Bahamandas. I think he he's a good fighter, but. I'm, I wouldn't put my money on it. You know what I mean? Because I think Roosevelt Roberts has uh, some some uh, uh, so, some things in his arsenal where he can where he can beat Baham on this. If I look at the complete package, man, I kind of think that if there if there's not going to be a stoppage, I would kind of favor Baham on this getting the win, man, via decision here. There you go. So Roosevelt Roberts has been to me very disappointing in the UFC. A guy that I think had a lot of hype coming in from contender series and his first couple of fights looked really good, getting submission and stuff. But as he's kind of went up the ladder, you've kind of seen that he's he's hit that wall. And against Kevin Cream, he gets dropped and gets submitted in, in 30 seconds. That's just a bad luck, any way you look at it. Um, I just I, I don't trust the guy anymore at all, Marcel. Like he's definitely got some things to like about him. He's a big dude for this division, no doubt about it. Um, very, very tall and everything. But I just I don't know. I don't trust him a lot, man. And don't get me wrong. He's got good grappling, and if he if he sticks to a grappling based approach, he can win this fight. Because Bahamondi's, I really like this guy's striking, and he's got some submissions too. But his his takedown defense is not very good. So I think Roberts could get him down. But I, I think you know this guy has been improving his takedown defense, and he's super young, Marcel. He's only like what twenty three years old, right? So this is a guy that's improving. He's training at Valley Flow. He's training with those guys like uh, what Bilal Muhammad and those guys. So he's training with a good camp now. And I, I think that this guy is going to make some improvements. And, you know, quite frankly, that John McDessie fight was very razor thin. Had he won that fight, just say he won the split decision, I don't think he would be the underdog here. So I actually think there's some some slight value here on Bahamundi's. Um, I think it's a competitive fight, don't get me wrong. But if I had to pick Storm Marcel, and I, and I have to, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the dog here. With, with I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the dog here. Go with Bahamundi's because I think he has more ways to win. I think he's the much better striker too. So if he can keep his distance and keep it range, use those kicks, he can win this fight. But again, if Roberts closes the distance, gets him down to the ground, holds him there, wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Um, he could win the fight. But I, I just lean towards Ignacio because I like the guy's upside, man. I think he's got a, a lot of upside in the sport. And I, I find him very exciting to watch. I got these comments. Hey, Tristan, what's up? You know, if you skip back to the beginning of the podcast, we talked about uh, – I can't. <laughs> I forgot the guy's name already. But, yeah, we talked about Trevor Jones' new opponent. Kakramanov, that's his name. Kakramanov, I got it. I got it. It's locked in my brain now. We talked about it. We, we think he's good. I, I think he's actually very good. But again, the situation, five days notice, that's the problem. It's If he had a full camp, I think it'd be a, a more competitive fight, I guess. But with such a short camp, Marcel, I can't pick that guy. You know what I mean? But he's, he's good. He's a good prospect. Daniel says he likes Roberts. Bahamani's didn't show enough power in his last fight. Roberts has saw better fighters than him. Point fighting wins. Bahamani's path to victory. Yeah, Bahamani's got jabbed by the smaller fighter, McDessie. I mean, McDessie... Is one of the most underrated guys in that division. He's one of the best strikers. Like he's a he's one of the best strikers in that division. I, I don't think it's as bad of a loss as, as it might have looked at the time. I think it's not that bad of a loss. And also the thing is, Bob Money's has got nasty subs too, guys. Like he can he can sub uh, Roberts too on the ground. So to me, he's got more ways to win. That's why I'm picking him. And Marcel, you're picking Bob Money's too, right? Yeah, yeah. There season. we go. So we both lean towards the dog. All right, next one here. And I'm I'm going on uh, UFC stats, guys. So if there's a different order, that's that's the reason. William Knight against Fabio Charant. That's the next one, Marcel. William Knight minus 195, Fabio Charant plus 168. Give me your thoughts on this fight. I have to ask you, did you saw the interview with Fabio Charant and Alex Bahunin from Cage Side Press? No, I didn't see it. What happened? Okay. <laughs> so uh, Alex asked him like... Uh, oh, is this the weight cutting guy? Was this the yeah. guy? Okay, tell yeah. me what happened. I want to hear about this. What so, happened? 
Alex asked him about the last fight. He's, uh, he said uh, you didn't wait for the last fight. Uh, uh, how do you uh, make sure it's not going to happen again? He's like, yeah, dude, uh, I had COVID uh, before it. And um, uh, it, it's stupid. He's like, I always made wait. I never went over 205. And then Alex is, uh, Alex didn't say anything. But if you look at this I know, he apology, he, yeah. 222, 225 or whatever, you know, he, he must wait two times already over 205. So, and uh, he, he had a full rant about it, that uh, there wasn't uh, his fault that he couldn't do anything about it. And uh, the, the, it was kind of kind of odd, you know, and Alex will try to be really, really nice about it. There weren't, uh, it wasn't any hostility or whatever, but he had something like it just was really weird man i mean you know if you if you miss weight three times you're not gonna say like i only missed weight one time but okay whatever um he's, he also said like i had to make weight right a week earlier to fight for the lfa title which is true um nice fighting william knight yeah william knight man i mean he is such a short guy for light heavyweight right um yeah we talked about it last time you were 100 sure that down young was going to defeat him i wasn't sure but you were right down young pretty much played with him in, in that octagon it was actually pretty impressive to see if you look at fabio charant he lost by von fluchok against alonzo manifield people still losing by von fluchok in 2021 so that's that's really surprising i, I think i mean uh listen man no, no shit talk for me. I'm not a fighter at all, but I, I'm watching fights for like over a decade, 15 years, maybe more. And I still don't see how people get caught with fun flu jokes, man. I mean, even when we are watching on TV, we see what's happening. If you are still holding uh, holding a guy, you know what I mean, uh, in the guillotine or whatever, and a guy goes inside control, let him go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, that doesn't happen all the time. I mean, the thing is, I think William Knight is a better fighter, but Fabio Sharon is much bigger than him. And I mean, taller than him. Will that do something for him? I don't really know, man, to be really honest. Um, man, this is such a difficult fight to pick for the simple reason that I don't really trust Sharon, but I also don't trust William Knight here. So uh, I'm picking a draw here. No, I'm not going with a draw. Um, I'm going with William Knight, the decision, but I'm not sure, man. Can't go either way. It can be a submission, it can be a knockout, it can be a decision. I, I really don't have a good read on this fight at all. Again, you know, this this card, there's some real this is why I love about the UFC guys. You have to really think about these fights. Like there's no gimme fights anymore. Like that, that, look at this card, that, everything's under minus two hundred odds. That's insane. Go that, ahead. That, that, there is no minus thirteen hundred or something. Yeah, it's not know? like unless Nunez or Shevchenko is fighting, you know. Exactly. I okay, yeah, you're right. There are some exceptions to the rule, but in general, guys, like the UFC fights these days are so well matched. Like the mm -hmm. fighters are so good right now. It's 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 very hard sometimes to, to pick a winner just because guys are so well rounded. In this fight, I do think it's a it's a tricky fight to call. But to me, I I have not been impressed at all with Fabio Charant Marcel. He does have good submissions, but that's the only thing he has. I he doesn't really have good wrestling. Striking seems non-existent to me. Um, the chin, I don't know how good it is. I mean, you got knocked over the flying knee by Kamura. I mean, I don't know what you could really say about that one, but. To me, the guy just, I, I have not been impressed. And the weight miss also bothers me. Multiple weight misses, guys, not just once, like Marcel said, it's a couple times now. And I look at that fight with that Myron Dennis guy. It wasn't impressive at all. I, I was like, I was surprised he got signed, but they needed someone to fight Manifield on short notice. That's what happened. Um, you know, Knight looked terrible against Jung. And that's a tough matchup, though, against a guy who's six foot four. That guy's basically a heavyweight. Um, Toronto's six one, so he's, he's three inches taller. But it's it's not as big as Jung, I don't think. Um, you know, night before that, he looked pretty impressive at points, Marcel. Um, you know, he could be taken down uh, as we've seen, but you know, the guy's got a pretty good gas tank, he's pretty resilient. It's it's very difficult though for me to like bet on him here coming off that fight, because he looked so bad in that fight. Having said that, I I I'm not a fan of Schwant's game. I don't like the way he fights. I I, I think you know he, he likes his submissions. That's cool, but you still got choked on the bomb fleet choke. Your submission expert got choked on the bomb fleet choke, Marcel. That to me is a guy I can't bet on either. So slightly lean towards William Knight, but this is not a fight that like I'm super confident either way, just because I think it's competitive. I, I, I do. And again, Toronto's younger guy, and Knight looked terrible, but Toronto didn't look good either. So it's just it's one of those weird ones. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Bay Malecki against Josie Ann Nunez. This is at 135. Bay Malecki minus 155. Josie Ann Nunez plus 135. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcel? 
it's also a very weird fight, to be really honest, man. You got Bea Malecki, who is uh, uh, five, five foot nine, you know, and then you got Josiana Nunes, who is five foot two. So it's also a big height difference. Um, Josiana Nunes, um, yeah, she won in the in the Brazilian regional scene a lot of fights against people pretty unknown to me, and she lost to Tyler Santos when Tyler Santos was O and O, and that was in 2013. And um, if we look at Bea Malaki, I'm not really high on Bea Malaki to be really honest, but she has she has looked good in the UFC so far. But those were all favorable matchups for her. The Duda Santana was a favorable matchup for her, in my opinion, and definitely Veronica Macedo was also a big high difference. You know, a girl who fought at, at strawweight before, and against a girl who fought at featherweight before. So um, I think. I think Malaki is a stronger girl here, man. Uh, I think Nunes is, is a good fighter, but I, I don't know. I think definitely with girls, uh, the size matters in the octagon, you know? And I think that uh, Malaki will be stronger. Yeah, I, I, Marcel. You, 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 <laughs> you already, you think dirty again, man. But I, I didn't mend it that way, you know what I mean? I saw you laughing and you couldn't hold your laugh. So, uh, yeah, size matters all, not only out inside the octagon, also outside the octagon, guys. There, there yeah, for that. Um, but I think Malaki wins the fight because size matters also, also inside the octagon. So I'm taking uh, Malaki via, I think, TKO, man. I think she uh, ground and pounds her way to a finish. So, like, one of the first things I always do when I'm bringing on these fights is, like, I look at the UFC stats, I compare, like, all the physical advantages. So, the first thing, obviously, that pops out to me is the 7-inch height advantage, the 7-inch reach advantage. So, already, I'm like, all right, Malecki should be favored here. But then I go back and watch her fights again, and I did make some money off of her. Bro, I, I think she's not a good fighter at all, Marcel. She's super hittable. She was getting teed off on by Veronica Maceo, who's no striking whatsoever. Getting teed off on. The only reason she lost that fight, Veronica, is because she gassed out. This girl, uh, Josiane Nunes, actually has a really good gas tank. And I know she's super small, guys. I think she's actually the better fighter. I actually do think so, Marcel. She's, to me, way more aggressive on the feet, better striking, more power. And she actually can grapple a little bit too, which surprised me when I was watching her fights back. Now, when she fought, when she was going to fight Zara Farron, I liked Zara Farron in that fight. And I'm not saying Zara Farron is a world beater by any means, but I do think her striking is better than Bay Malecki's. Bay Malecki, you know, I go to her Instagram just to check out what's going on. All the picture of her in a bikini and stuff. And, you know, this, I don't see much of her training and stuff. And to me, it's like, you look at Nunez, she's putting in the work, guys. Uh, I'm not saying Malaki's not training. She's a, she's training with Extreme Couture now and those guys. She's with um, Shan Bays. They both, they all left Fortis. They went to, to Vegas. Um, she went with her boyfriend, who's a Swedish uh, karate guy, I think, or something. But, again, I just think, you know, she's using the UFC platform to almost, like, sell her modeling career a little bit i don't know i don't really buy her as a as a ufc fighter maybe i'm maybe i'm being harsh guys but i'm i'm not impressed with her fights she was losing handily to do to santana who somehow got on top of her she got someone got on top of her and, and finished the fight but she was losing that fight i i can't pick her i'm gonna take nunez here guys i'm gonna take the dog even though she's way smaller i just think she's actually the better fighter and to me it, when it comes down to who's the better mma fighter i'm gonna take josie and nunez and uh that might be surprising because the size but i just think it's a fade on Bay and Malaki. We're gonna say it says everything to me that you think size doesn't matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bay and Malaki, she has an OnlyFans. You go to her Instagram, she has OnlyFans, but it's it's nineteen bucks a month, so I, I couldn't uh, subscribe. It was too much. For me. How, how, how do you know this? It says okay. on her Instagram, dude. Like, oh, it says on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 dude, I, all her Instagram, Instagram. I look at every fighter's Instagram now just to see what kind of shape they're in. Most fighters on this card have pictures and stuff, just that you can see. One guy didn't. Domingo Plarte is nothing. I have no idea what this guy's doing. So that's one guy. But hers is, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's just her in a bikini in almost every picture, guys. It's not her in the gym training like it's, it's, like the other girl. No, you miss. It's pretty much what Jay Collier did it fought for a long time, and he also did it at pictures on his Instagram. And then yeah. he saw his first picture. It's like, and, and don't get me wrong, she, she's a very attractive woman for sure. She's she, you know she's in the UFC, but to me, Marcel, I don't know how she's a two and all record. I I just don't see a good fighter here, guys. But maybe I'm the wrong. UFC we'll also, the UFC also always uh, uh, promotes her with a foreigner record for some reason, man. And I can't find. I think those fights are amateur fights, but they just yeah. She has a few amateur fights as well. Anyways, yeah. I, I hopefully I'm not. I'm, hopefully I'm not completely overlooking Maleki here. Again, she's a bigger fighter and stuff, but she's so hittable, guys. She's. Gonna, I think she's gonna get teed off on by Nunes, who's kind of like a mini Vondrelli Silva in a way, Marcel. I'm sure. I think you said that last time. She just goes in and swarms you, man. So. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the next yeah. fight here, guys. Um, we got 
and by the way, sorry for uh, for Leo. He said, shout out to the boys for a good podcast every week. I, hey, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, bro. Always a one-track mind. <laughs> Being a lucky super slow. That's what I saw, Tristan. And when I was watching her fight back with, with Veronica, super slow. Just stood there. Again, Listen, you know, I, I'm going to be bigger. Always, but, go ahead. Don't, don't, don't put me in the spot like you think I'm a fan or something. I'm not. But no, I'm not saying I, I that. I told you I don't think. No, no, no. But now it seems like I am. But I'm not. But I, I think... Oh, Listen, man, if, jo- if Josiane Nunes was a little bit bigger, I, yeah. I would definitely went with her. I think the UFC uh, likes likes her and likes how she looks, and she, they want to make her a bigger star. You know, that's what I think. That's why they give her the, this fight. But they can't be wrong. You know, you saw with Bellator before what they did with uh, with uh, James Gallagher. They thought they gave him Ricky Bandeja and uh, uh, Lorena gets him a guy. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. You know. They, these things I'm can happen. So I'm impressed, you know, and I, I this is some coming for someone who actually made money on her against Veronica because of the size. That's why I bet on yeah. her. This fight, even though she is the bigger fighter, I just don't see a great fighter here. That's why I'm going to bet against her. All right, uh, we got Domingo Pilarte against Brian Kelleher. That's the next fight here, guys. Brian Kelleher minus 170, Pilarte plus 150. And again, Pilarte is a guy I just mentioned. There's like nothing on his Instagram. Like in the last year, he's got like one post. Whereas every other fighter in the car, you see them in the gym training for the most part. So I have no idea what this guy's up to, Marcel, um, which to me is makes him a bit of an unknown. But give me your thoughts on this guy, Pilarte against Kelleher. What do you think? You know what you get with Kelleher, man? Guy come forward, tries to get you down and get, tries to get you pretty much in a choke, you know? But he can also, in the stand-up, he's, he's pretty good. You know, he's pretty well-rounded. I really like Kelleher. I think he's, he's the kind of guy who... I don't see him breaking a top 15 or anytime soon, you know, but he's right there. You know what I mean? He is pretty much, I don't want to call him a gatekeeper because it sounds pretty negative, but he kind of is, you know, he's kind of the guy you, if you don't beat Kelleher, you're not going anywhere in the division. Uh, that's why, what I think, you know, but if you beat Kelleher, you can go in the division. You see, for example, the guys who beat him, um, are pretty much all guys that beat him are ranked besides Montel Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you look at Pilarte, um, yeah, I mean, he, he fought Felipe Colares in his de- debut. I remember him fighting uh, Vince Morales in the Contender Series. And he, I, I think he got uh, dominated in the first round. In the second round, he came back and he really make a choke him, if, if I'm correctly. Before that, the Adrian Yanez fight uh, in LFA. I think Adrian Yanez actually should have won that fight, to be really honest, if I, if I remember correctly. I think uh, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, how do you say that? A lot of... Um, a controversy on that fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, he lost to Felipe Colares in the close fight, and that Journey Newsom won uh, that got overturned in a no contest, but he got knocked out in that fight. So it's, it's. I mean, it, it, they've been booked before against each other, but that was back when he came off the contender series and where he had a five fight win streak. And now he has a two, his last two fights, he didn't look that great, in my opinion. And Kelleher, Kelleher always wins the fight he's supposed to win. And he's supposed to win this fight, in my opinion. He's overall a better fighter than, than Pilarte. So I would definitely take Kelleher here. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's, a, he's a favorite in this fight. So I'm taking Kelleher. Um, I mean, Kelleher, even in his losses, he makes a competitive 9 out of 10 yeah. times. You know what I mean? So the dude is game. Um, Keller for me, man. I, maybe he can even finish him with a submission. I wouldn't be surprised. Or no, knockout, but, man. Uh, Jeremy Newsom knocked yeah. out Plarte, and the fight yeah, was overturned true. because he smoked weed, which is just retarded. Yeah. It's just beyond <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah. Um, so are you, can I go? Is it cool if I break it down? Uh, I'm going with thoughts? a decision. I wanted to say that's it. Yeah. No worries. Okay, so again, this is like the last fight because the first thing I do again, I'm looking at UFC stats. I'm looking at right now. You see the six-inch height advantage. You see the seven-inch. Reach, you see, he's a little bit younger. He's a southpaw, which is always nice too. Pilarte, right? So he's got all these things that you gotta like about him. But then I'm watching his fights back, Marcel, and honestly, I'm I'm not super impressed, man. I'm I'm really not, you know. Against Journey Usum, just basically rushed in against a shorter guy and got knocked out. Against Polaris, it was a competitive fight, got a little bit out grappled. It was very close though. And against Morales, got dropped in the first round. Then second round, I think he like caught a kick or something and was able to take the guy's back in a scramble basically and, and submit him. So. This is a guy who barely fights Marcel. He's had one fight the last three years. He barely fights. Yeah, he could come back better than ever, but I mean, from what I've seen, he's just an average fighter. Kelleher, I'm not saying he's a world beater. I actually think a gatekeeper is a good description. 
I don't think saying someone's a gatekeeper is negative. I think saying someone's a journeyman, that is a little bit negative. But I think gatekeeper is a fair comp, uh, comment because he's basically that guy. You beat him, you're in the top 15. You don't, you're not in the top 15. That's basically what happens here, Marcel. And you're right. He basically wins all the fights he's supposed to win. And, you know, watching these fights back, I was watching them again today. The guy, you know, he's, he's an action-packed fighter. He can, and he can win the fight on the ground or on the feet. That's what I like about him. He has more ways to win in this fight, in my opinion. So I would lean towards Kelleher. But again, you know, there, there is some risk here because Pilarte, with the layoff, could have improved in that time off. He is the younger guy here. But overall, from what I've seen, Kelleher is the slightly better fighter. So even despite him, again, being way shorter, shorter reach and everything, I still think he can win this fight. Daniel says Keller's a big 135. Yeah, he used to fight 145 in the UFC and in uh, Ring of Combat. He should get the win here. It's pretty uh, rested from previous damage. Plarte could return better, though. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. That's a good point. But yeah, I would lean towards Kelleher. I'm actually thinking he could finish this fight, Marcel. I think this, I don't think this fight, uh, I think this, there's a good chance this fight ends inside the distance. Because um, for what I've seen of Plarte, not very defensively sound. And, you know, Keller has a little bit of underrated KO powers. We saw against Hunter Azure, clipped them good. So I think it's, there's a chance he could knock out Pilarte, but either way, maybe the decision's fair too. All right, let's go to the next one here. Featherweight boat, Austin Lingo against Luis Saldana. Uh, pick and fight Marcel. Very, very close fight. Minus 115 Saldana, minus 105 Lingo. So ever so slightly lean towards Luis Saldana. What do you think here, man? Yeah, man, Luis Saldana uh, coming from that uh, Contada series run over Vince Murdoch, you know. Poor Vince Murdoch, man. He tried so many times to get in the UFC and also... Uh, uh, now he's, he wasn't the ultimate fighter. Spoiler alert, people, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, uh, Murdoch didn't uh, didn't went to the final. Uh, it was a good finish by, by Saldana in the, in the Contender Series. After that, he fought Jordan Griffin. Also on that ABC card where Palatnikov fought, you know. And, um, yeah, he won against Griffin, but I think he didn't win the fight. I had a 29-28 for Griffin. So, and the UFC cut Griffin after that. So, that's what the UFC does. Um, if you look at the fight here, I think, listen, man, Lingo, Lingo is a, is a guy with, uh, with with some dynamite in his hands, man, I think. He he can knock you out any moment. But he is just like Ramiz Brahimai. Also, really, uh, uh, how do you say that? Uh, very... Unconventional? Um, no, 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 not one-dimensional. I want to say... Um, Dangerous in the first round. That's the oh, word. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, no doubt. I, he, has five, I, he has five finishes in the first minute of the fight, guys. So yeah. that's something to keep in mind. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I can't find the words. I'm trying to improve. So, uh, You're good, Marcel. Yeah. We all love you here, buddy. You're good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, Yusuf Zalal, the first fight in the in the UFC. He didn't look great in that one. Zalal uh, was, did, fought very well, and he won that fight. And his last fight against Kilburn looked a lot better, I think. Um I mean, as long as the fight goes, I, I I favor Saldana, but I think Lingo can knock him out, man. It's, it's very possible. So this is another fight where you're going with either with a knockout early for Lingo or a decision win for Saldana. Um, and I'm going to go with a gamble out again. I'm taking again Lingo here via knockout in the first round. If that doesn't happen, if it goes uh, goes further, if it goes past uh, over two and a half, I prefer Saldana, but you got to see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason this fight's closely lined. This is a very tough fight to call, guys. Like, if someone's out there saying that they're super confident, so I'd love to know why, because, I, you know, as much as I watch these guys' fights today, and, um, you know, there's a lot of footage of both guys out there, if you look. Uh, you know, they're both exciting guys, and it should be a fun fight. It's basically striker for striker, from what I'm seeing, Marcel. It's basically the two strikers going against each other. You basically have Lingo um, with the knockout power in his hands, and, and Saldana prefers his kicks. And I think Saldana slightly is a slightly better grappler, too. I know Griffin was out grappling a little bit, but, you know, he got on top at, at some points in time. Whereas Lingo, you look at that fight with Zalal, man, just completely out grappling, which really worries me a little bit if it turns to grappling. On the feet, Lingo can knock him out, Marcel, but, you know, Saldana, he, he does a good job of staying at range, man. And he's got those, he's got the, the, the length, and he's got those kicks, man. So... Slightly lean towards Saldana. I think it's a very tough fight to call personally because I think Lingo can win too and he's improving too. So um, he looked great yeah. against Kilburn in his last fight, I thought. So close one. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, Adam is trying to uh, to to run in on me, man, with the picks, you know. And it's, it's funny that all, all fights were really 50-50 and we have to different picks. So I'm really uh, That's fair. To, I mean, uh, we said it's anyone, yeah. Braum, Marsh, and Planikov. It's just the truth, though, guys. Like, you look at the odds. Yeah. You basically pick them fights. So... We're not saying like they're close on they're close on paper, and again, you watch them. And there's not 
again, you know, I think this in this case, Saldana, you're right. If the fight goes past the first round, he should win this fight. But that first round is going to be dangerous, man. Lingo has a lot of power, guys. There's this one knockout. He absolutely destroys this guy. Um, what's his name? I want to. I want to get the guy's name. Uh, um, it was just it's absolutely a, brutal. Aaron it's Wood. One, he, it's his name. One he fought right before he went to the UFC, right? Aaron Webb. 13 seconds, absolutely brutal. And the referee yeah. was so late in the stoppage. The guy was knocked out cold. His eyes rolled back in the feet. And then the, the ref let him hammer fist him to death, basically. Brutal. So the guy's got power. But again, once past that first minute, I, I think he could slow down a bit. Let me see what uh, you guys are saying. Daniel says, Lingle's not harmless. Thick his style is stealing Saldana. Kilburn is not, or missed this comment. Tristan says, Quinn and MMA locker tonight like uh, Saldana. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm going to pick Saldana, but uh, and I think Marcel is... I know Cole actually told me today that he likes Lingo as well in this fight. So I think it's competitive, guys. I really do. I mean, to me, I'm, it's a slight lean towards Saldana, but it's very, very, very slight. Uh, I, I, don't way, think, I think it's a close fight. What are you going to say? I always uh, give Cole shit, by the way, just for fun. But uh, shout, <laughs> shout Lingo, though. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Cole for a great, a great br a break yesterday with the Dan Hooker against Nasrat Akbaraj, by the way, man. Shout out right. to Cole. Yeah, no, that was, that's a, it's an interesting fight. Um, obviously, the UFC, I think, I, I feel like they're almost using uh, Dan as like a springboard for for Nazarek to jump in the top fifteen or top ten, I should say. I think sure. they think Dan Dan Hooker's chin might be shot now, Marcel. I think that's what's going on listen, here. Honestly. Listen, man, I, I like Nasrat, but for me, it's crazy that Nasrat gets a fight against Dan mm. Hooker and Armand Sarukia. Yeah, Sarukia, yeah, I know. Well, because he said because he missed weight in his last fight or whatever. That, that's what he said, or two fights ago. Anyways, um, was against Frevel, I think, right? Where he missed the weight. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. One pound, yeah, three. Yeah. All right, so we got, what, five fights left? Let's go to the next one, guys. This is another interesting fight, man. Flyweight division. We've got Alexander Pantoja against Brandon Royval. I mean, the winner of this fight, if it's impressive, they could get the next title shot for sure. So it should be a good one here. Right now we got Pantoja minus 165, plus 145 for Royval. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. I really like this fight, man. What do you think? Uh, my opinion, it's the best fight on the card. Um, I, I love this fight. This flyweight, you know, I'm really high on, on, on the flyweights. I love to watch this. Brandon Roy Val came in the UFC as a, from the LFA as a champion. You know, uh, didn't look good in the first round against Elliot. Uh, turned it around and won via arm triangle choke in the second round. Against Kai Kara France, I expected him to win. He won that fight. Against Brandon Moreno, he got that shoulder uh, injury where it's uh, shoulder pop out or something. And he was like uh, going in on the ground, like pop back, pop back or something. But it didn't work. And he lost a fight to Brandon Moreno, who is the current champion. So, I mean, that's not a bad loss to have on your record. If you look at Alexander Pantoja, he won his last fight against Manuel Cap or Cape or whatever you call him. Um, he won that fight. It wasn't a great fight, you know, but he was more busier than Cap, and uh, he won that fight. Before that, I know many people picked picked him against Askarov, and uh, man, I got to put some photos of my own this time. I picked Askarov, and Askarov won that fight. Um, but I think Pantosia pretty much defeats everybody um, who is not a future title contender or either a future champion in my opinion you know and Roy Val is still he's still young in my opinion in the division and he still has a learning curve I really like him I think he's a great prospect but Pantoja is strong and he can take him to the ground he can keep him there I think uh, he also can strike with him so a safe bet would be Pantoja decision in my opinion but Roy Val can do crazy things maybe can hit him can finish him whatever but I'm going with Pantoja on this one yeah, so I think it should be a good fight. Um, you know, again, look at this fight. Roy Val's so big for this division. That's one of the reasons I've been betting on him in all his fights. I bet on him all three of them, and it, it did cost me the last one, but the first two were, were, were money, so I'm still profitable with this guy overall. I really like the guy. He's very exciting to watch. He's a finisher, too, which I love. But one thing I noticed is he definitely tends to tire as the fight goes on, Marcel, and he's only one in four in fights that have gone to decision in his career. One in four. That's not a good record against a guy in Pantoja who often goes to decision and, and often wins these decisions and not only that but he can finish you with knockout power and submissions i really like royville i think he's got upside here and i think he could win this fight but overall i think Pantoja is just the more solid fighter marcel more well-rounded more proven like you said only lost to like what askarov <laughs> figure he did lose to Ortiz a few years ago but still i mean the guy two wins over brandon moreno two wins not just one two <sighs> the guy's good man he's very solid and you know it's a guy that Sometimes I'll pick against him just because I don't think he's got that, like, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's got that next level. And then he, and he beats me, and then he wins, right? Like it's against Kate, for instance. Like he showed that he's he's good, and then gets Figueredo stood in the pocket with the hardest puncher in the division, and almost won that fight. And it gets Askarov. That was a close fight too. So to me, he's like he's there's the champ and stuff, and then he's like right there, Marcel. Like I think he's right there. Whereas Royville right now is like here, but he could be here. So yeah. I think Royville could win this fight, and he's got some things to like about with the submission game, nasty submissions. But, you know, Pantoja's never been finished. He's never been finished, guys. And Royville wins all his fights by stoppage. So Royville's going to have to become the first guy to finish Pantoja. And I'm not sure if he can do it because Pantoja is very well-rounded, very durable, and very, very difficult to, to finish. So I'm leaning towards Pantoja here. Um, there is upside on Royville, no doubt about it. And I can see why people would like him as a dog here. But I'm going to go with Pantoja by decision. That's what I'm thinking. Royville's so long for the division. He sure is, man. I, the guy's crazy long. Um Tough comeback fight for Royville. I think so too. I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad matchup. I think that the UFC's like, hey, we, we still think we're high on you. You're gonna fight this tough guy, but I think it's a tough fight. All right, next one: Vince Pichel against Austin Hubbard at the lightweight division. Uh, odds for this one: another very close fight according to the uh, sportsbooks guys. Minus one twenty, Vince Pichel plus one hundred, Austin Hubbard. Marcel, what do you think about this one, man? Another close one. Man, Vince Pichel is the guy who gets underrated all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He is. I think he's really good, man. He's in the U UFC, he's six and two, with his only two losses coming to Rustam Kabilov by uh, Subplex City and uh, Gregor Gillespie. And those are two losses you can have on your record. You know what I mean? This it's not bad. But he looked good against Jim Miller. I think the first round was for Jim Miller. He took over after that and won the last two. Um, Look good against Roosevelt Roberts. If you look at uh, at Austin Hubbard, um, I mean, I remember Dakota Bush was a short notice opponent. He looked good against him. We we talked about that fight a lot actually. I think before when that happened, and um, the thing is, he is. I think he's not that bad of a fighter, you know. But I think his his hype has has gone a little bit down over with Hubbard. You know what I mean? Um, he, he's not very consistent. He, he wins sometimes, then he's losing. Yeah. And he's losing to guys, in my opinion, you shouldn't lose to if you want to come further in the division. And that's, I mean, Adafi Ramos, which is a difficult fight, I understand. He's a jiu-jitsu specialist. But still, that's a guy you should win. You, you look at Sorokin, for example. Uh, Mark, Mark Madsen is, is still an undefeated guy. He's also on this card, by the way. He lost to... Yeah. His wins in the UFC are against Kyle Propolik, who is in the UFC anymore, against Max Rushkoff, who is in the UFC anymore, and against Dakota Bush, who made his debut on short notice. So to go against Vince Pichel, which is kind of a veteran, in my opinion, and who looks always very solid, got gas for three rounds, I have to favor Pichel here. I'm going with the decision win for Vince Pichel in this one. Yeah, this is a, this one's tough, guys. I, I think it's very competitive. I, I feel like it's probably going to go over two and a half rounds, which is juiced minus 260 right now. But I think that a decision seems likely here. It's a it's a competitive fight. It really is. But you know, for me, the one thing that I look at Marcel is the fact that Vince Pichel is so much older. He's 38 years old now. Like to me, that's against a guy who's 29 years old who's in his prime. Vince Pichel is not in his prime anymore. I know he's looked good. He has looked good. Don't get me wrong. He's looked really good in the UFC. He's very underrated. Um, overall, six and two record. Very underrated guy. But I don't know, man. I think at some point he's going to slow down. And against Jim Miller, he did win that fight, but you know, it was super close. He had to edge it out. And Hubbard's going to have, I think, as much gas to match him in this fight. And against, against Dakota Bush, he he really showed improvements in the grappling, um, which I like to see. I don't know. I think it's close one, Marcel. I'm leaning slightly towards Austin Hubbard because I think he's got more upside here as the younger guy. But I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think, if you want to throw your comments in there about this fight. I see it as a very, very, very close fight. I think it could be a split decision type of fight. Um, I think it's that competitive. One thing I will say is, you know, I look at Vince Pichel and you look at the stats with the 3.83 takedowns, That that's true. But you have to remember that two of those fights that count towards that score were against Anthony Njokwani against Garrett Whiteley in 2014, he landed 16 takedowns combined. You take those out, that takedown rate goes way down, guys. So remember that. It's not as high as it seems. He's definitely a good wrestler, but I think Hubbard can match him in the wrestling. So I'm taking, I'm going to take Austin Hubbard more. So it's very close, but I'll lean towards the younger guy. Um, to me, it's a guy. I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, Pichel's probably a better fighter. But again, at 38 years old, I've just I've had success mostly fading the older guys, and I'll do that again here. So Austin Hubbard decision. All right, Marcel, let's go for this one. The heavyweights, Marcel, Parker Porter and Chase Sherman, the Vanilla Gorilla. It should be a fun one for as long as it lasts. You got Chase Sherman minus 190, Parker Porter plus 165. What do you think, man? 
Uh, they had a podcast I do on Monday, and and, and that, a Dutch podcast. They called this the Marcel special, and the Mar the Marcel special. Does Parker Porter special? <laughs> no, that's the unranked heavyweights on the main card spot. So that's the Marcel special, and where we always like, why the hell is this on the main card? You know, and again, why the hell is this on the main card? UFC. I don't know, but okay, we're gonna break it down. Chase Sherman. Um, he had, he had two stints in the UFC. He's, he's on a second stint, right? Um, got cut after three losses. Um, then, then he went to Ireland fights. He, he won in bare knuckle. Came back, defeated Ike Villanueva. Looked good in that fight. Uh, then I think he got suspended, uh, if, if I'm correctly, for, 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 for yep. whatever he used. I don't know exactly anymore. Came back against Arlovsky. Lost against Arlovsky. You know, but uh, but uh, almost everybody besides Tom Espinal is losing to Orlovsky lately. So um, nice fighting Parker Porter. Um, Parker Porter, he looked good against Parisian. I'm not going to lie. I think he looked mm -hmm. very solid in that fight. Against Darkus, I was like, man, Darkus did really easy with him. But we, I think I didn't give Darkus the respect he should have already. When he fought Porter, because I think Darkus is a top ten guy, you know, and uh, he's showing it in his fights. If I look at Parker Porter, he has also a good win over Derlei Brunstrup, who has also fought at WFCA, and he, he fought him in the CES MMA before. Um, actually, Parker Porter, as we all know, has also lost to John Jones, right, in the beginning of his career in 2000, yep. before 2010. I don't know exactly know anymore. Um, I mean. Chase Sherman can knock him out. Parker Porter can win a decision. Uh, I'm going with Parker Porter in this one. I don't trust Chase Sherman, to be really honest. And Porter looked pretty solid in this last fight against Parisian. So uh, I'm giving him the, uh, how do you say, the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, it's fair. It's a close fight too, because if Sherman doesn't get the finish, he could run out of gas here um, against a guy who has a really good gas tank. Surprising. You look at Porter, right? He doesn't look like you know, a guy that would have that gas tank, but he can go three rounds as we saw against, Josh Breeze, he's got some wrestling too, Parker Porter as well. Um, but you know, Marcel, I don't think he's got a very good chin, and that really worries me here against Sherman. He's very, very dangerous in the first round, especially. And Sherman's the bigger guy here, he's going to be four inches taller, three inches reach, and he's four years younger. Training at Stanford MMA, which I really like. Um, that's one thing I do like about him in this fight. I know Porter's with uh, New England Cartel, so good camp as well. But from what I've heard with Chase, uh, Mark, actually, Cole interviewed him, and Cole told me that they were talking, I think, on – I think it was uh, Zoom or something, but Chase took him through Sanford. He, like, went through the through the gym with him and showed him the gym. It's an amazing gym. You guys know I love that gym. I have been betting against the guy there lately just because of the matchup. In this case, though, I think I would I would lean towards Sherman because I think he's the more dangerous guy. But, again, you know, Porter has the better cardio. So if the fight gets extended, Marcel, I think you ha you're on to something here. But I'm thinking Sherman puts him away in the first round. So we'll see what happens. That the gym dude is that has a huge sponsor in Sanford uh, after them, you know, and it's a beautiful gym. I know um, it's it's like it, it's 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 big as well. It's it's yeah. a beautiful gym. Uh, Henry Hooft is there, uh, one of the coaches, uh, one of the main coaches, striking coaches, and uh, yes, yeah, Sanford is a really big partner with I don't know Sanford something uh, with. Uh, I think Sanford products or whatever. It's and, like uh, Sanford or Orthopedics or something. It's a it's yeah, a, something it's a like medical that. company. They also yeah, yeah. They also sponsor the um the place where Bellator is going this weekend, Sanford Pentagon. Pentagon LFA, yeah, yeah. LFA does some events there. Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls yeah. South, South Dakota, I think. So yeah, South Dakota. Yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. They're obviously um, getting into the MMA space, which is cool. But yeah, I would lean towards Sherman just because I think the knock power. Daniel saying for the last fight was yeah, the Selecki loss was definitely concerning. But I, I'm just very high on uh, Joe Selecki, man. I think he's very good. Sherman had an injury backstage before the Arlovsky fight and still fought decent. Sherman for the win. Sanford Health, yep, exactly. These guys are – I'm glad they're in the space, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's good to have companies like this that are, you know, spending money to better their fighters. All right, two more fights, Marcel. We'll go to the co-main event here. You know, interesting fight here. We got Mark Madsen, the Olympian, taking on Clay Guida, a guy who's known for his wrestling, his cardio, and his pace. So Mark Madsen's going to have to work for this one, but he is the favorite here, Marcel. Minus 170 against Guida plus – 150. So what do you think is going to happen in this one, man? Um, yeah, it's pretty much like uh, can, Marco, can Mark Madsen go three rounds against Clay Guida, I think, and uh, because I don't see him finishing Clay Guida, to be really honest. Yep. Um, that's the question. Um, the thing is, can he do that? I don't know for sure, but Clay Guida, I mean, he won against Michael Johnson, but Michael Johnson is actually... 
also Michael Johnson never lived up to his potential to be really honest and he had big wins on his on his resume against Ferguson and, and Poirier for example but Guida it's such a tough fight man you know the thing is actually if Mark Madsen was such a huge talent in MMA we would blindly pick him I think over Guida you know but the thing is Mark Madsen is also 36 already yeah. Clay Guida is 39 it's only a three-year uh Three are different. The thing, the thing only is Mark Madsen uh, didn't get into the UFC until 2019. You know, he's a former Olympian. Yeah. Um, I think this fight is much closer than people think. You know, I still pick Madsen with a decision, but if you wanna, if you wanna make some money, I, I would maybe put some 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 on Greta. You know, you you never know because Greta is 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 good enough to 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 win this fight this is a close fight in my opinion man so uh, i i would favor madsen because of his heavy wrestling and his experience but i mean guida can win this fight as well it's it's close in my opinion you know i i my initial thought for this fight was i'm like oh man mark madsen's gonna win but then you're like you look Same. at the matchup and it's like guida i mean guida's hard guy to out wrestle too right so that's the thing right can he can he do it for three rounds i don't know because against austin hubbard he got really tired in that third round which it's definitely a worry here against a guy like Guido, who is like an unlimited gas tank. Um, the one thing I noticed about Clay, though, and we've seen this so many times, his submission defense sucks. That's the problem with Clay Guido. I think Madsen, if he gets him down, actually take his back and submit, take his neck and submit him, Marcel. That's kind of what I'm thinking could happen here. So I'm, I'm actually more interested in maybe Madsen inside the distance, which is plus 370. I think he could submit Clay Guido. If he doesn't, I'm not sure, man. I think Guida could extend if he extends the fight. Might have more. He's going to have more gas if he's able. Because the thing is, Madsen, like we haven't seen much of the striking. Right, he does have like one knockout, of, like a brutal knockout, but that's it, really. We haven't seen much of the striking. Um, Clay, Guida, I'm not saying Clay Guida is a great striker, but he's he's kind of tricky on the feet too. He's weird, right? He moves weird. I don't know, Marcel. This is a weird fight, man. It's a it's a weird one. You got a guy with ten fights against a guy with sixty fights. That's a big difference in experience, too, guys. Clay Guida has been in the UFC since 2000 and, uh, 2006. He has 15 years of experience in the UFC, which is incredible. So I wouldn't completely count out Clay in this fight, but I'm, I'm still going to lean towards Madsen, even though I said that, Marcel, just because have how dominant he's been with the wrestling. Um, I, I just got to go with him. Because if you look at Guida, when he has fought these dominant wrestlers like a Chad Mendes or like a uh, Dennis Bermudez, he, he, can, he can lose those fights. So... We'll see. Should be an interesting fight, though. I'm looking forward to it. I think if Madsen wins, I would like to see him get a top 15 guy for sure. All right, let's go to the main event, Marcel. We got uh, actually we got the last comment. Sorry, guys. Let me get these comments. Tristan says, "Story of the fight will be Madsen wins the first 89 minutes and gases. Guida tries to finish. Does Madsen survive for two rounds and wins, or is Guida pick up the last two rounds?" I think it's an interesting fight for exactly that reason, man. Took the words on enough. Madsen by choke submission. That's what I'm thinking too, Daniel. I'm seeing that too. But again, if he doesn't get that choke. And finish the fight i think there's a risk he could lose this fight so it's an interesting one all right main event of the evening marcel jared canier against kelvin gaslam in the ufc middleweight division right now we have jared canier's the slight favorite minus 150 kelvin gaslam plus 130 give me your thoughts on the main event man yeah man this is actually also a difficult fight in my opinion i know many people are canonier but um if you look at canonier i i for some reason i'm still not convinced that he is that much of a, a threat to 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 for a championship you know when we saw him against robert whitaker it was a very competitive fight i still think whitaker uh, beat him clearly although it was competitive um calvin gasolum he also fought robert whitaker and he lost it was also a fun fight the thing is it's, it's such a difficult fight man it's it really is if you look at calvin gasolum he lost four of his last five but who did he lost to against adesanya till hermanson and whitaker if you look at Cannoneer, uh, he, he has a win over Her Hermanson. He, he knocked him out in Sacramento. I think it was even in Denmark. It was a home sore for Hermanson. Um, I, this one, I can go either way. I think Cannoneer will probably be the favorite, but I've got, got to be with my gut feeling, man. I think Gaslam goes five rounds and he wins the decision here, man. Well, I was curious to hear what you think about this fight, man, because my initial thoughts on this one was like, all right, I'm probably going to like here, but then I look into the fight and it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, the guy is, he's a good striker. Don't get me wrong. He is. He's a big guy for this division, but you know, he's coming off a long layoff. He's coming off a broken arm and he had to get surgery on it twice. That was a worry for me. I'll be honest. Well, every time a guy has a health issue like that, that is a worry. You know, Kelvin, I think 
I think he's good, man. Kelvin's he's got tons of power. He's got so much experience. Look at the experience difference. Like he's fought everyone, guys. I think Kelvin's getting a little bit underrated in this matchup, Marcel. One yeah. other thing I noticed, guys, is Canyon's struggles against Southpaws. Both times he's been knocked out, guess who knocked him out? A Southpaw, Sean Jordan and Dominic Reyes. Kelvin Gaston's a Southpaw, and he, he's very, very powerful puncher from the Southpaw stance. You know, if Canyon had more grappling, I would, I would probably lean toward him here. But he's a striker too. I think it's gonna be a striking based fight. Um, I like Kelvin Gaston in this one too, guys. I actually, I like Gaston. He's a guy that's made me a lot of money during his career, especially early on in his career. Um, I think he's just a really solid fighter, and I know his record lately has not been good, obviously, but you know, I, I, I still believe in the guy, Marcel. I really do, and you know, he's been active, which I like. He's been, he's had two fights already this year while Kanir's been out. Um, Kanir, again, an older guy. He's 37. You know, he's not a young guy for this division, and as good as he did look against, you know, in the last couple of fights, knocking out Branch, Silva, and Hermanson, one thing I've noticed is his chin is not good, guys. He's been knocked, knocked down four times, you know, now, to be fair, Gaston also has been knocked out four times, but they all came against Asanya in that one fight, whereas Kanyers has been spread out. I don't really trust his chain, Marcel. I think – I think. what do you think? You think you can knock him out or, or decision? What do you think? It's impossible, man. I, I think a decision, man. But, Adam, how sure did you were that I was going to pick Kananir? You think – I wasn't I wasn't too sure, but, like, my initial thought was I was going to pick Kananir. But then I, my, I looked, mine too, but then I looked yeah, into and it. and I looked in the fight, yeah. and I'm like, you know what, guys? I think there's something here with Gaslam. And yeah, the, the initial odds were so stupid. They were minus 240 plus 195. That is insane. If you got plus 185 in Kelvin, that's an amazing one. Should have jumped on that. I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I, there's so many other fights going on. But yeah, yeah. I, I lean towards Kelvin. Let me get these comments, guys. Cole, he likes, yeah, here we go. Here's the opposite. Can your third round knockout becomes the first one that finishes Gaston with strikes? I don't know, man. I mean, it's, po it's definitely possible, Cole. I'm not going to say it's not possible. But, you know, for me, Kelvin's got a good chin uh, other than the Adesanya fight. But, you know, if, if someone's going to put it, it probably would be the guy like uh, Jared. Daniel says he initially had Kelvin by decision. Uh, Tristan says Gaston is probably 29. I'm not sure if it's seeing day finished. Anyone can get finished, but I know what you're saying, Tristan. I think KG's faster, better footwork. Uh, it's five. Yeah, it is a five round fight. And, <laughs> I, I, and Kanyer's never been five rounds. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. He, when has he been five? Never. Whereas, or he might actually, that's not true. He, he had been five rounds against Tony Lopez in the Alaska Fighting Championship. That was a okay. five round fight. <laughs> we'll give him that one, guys. But that was a heavyweight. Yeah, when he was a heavyweight, it's a guy who's mixed around weight class. I mean, so is Gaston. Again, the size does worry because basically it's a welterweight against the guy who used to fight a heavyweight, which is insane. But I just think the welterweight's the better fighter. And when, he, when it comes down to it, I'm going to pick who the better fighter is. I think it's Kelvin. Marcus says, great show. A lot of toss-ups on this card. I think a lot of underdogs win. Thanks, Marcus. And I agree. I, I think I picked five underdogs, which is nuts. It's 11 fights, but there could be more than that winning. I think half the card's going to win as a dog, and, but we'll see. You know, that's what makes this sport interesting guys you never know what's going to happen go ahead by the way shout out to marcus man always uh, watching the show nubian bookstore oh yeah big uh, supporter man in moro yeah. uh georgia if you're over in moro go to uh nubian bookstore anyways i think that's going to be it for today's uh for the the ufc breakdown guys any more questions comments throw them in the chat um again we're not going to do a full breakdown but if you want to give your quick picks marcel before we get out of here for uh being event of bellator what do you think chia congo or sergey Caratana? what do you think Sergey Karatanov. You know, I'm thinking Congo could pull it off. I think he could just clinch him against the fence, and he's the underdog in but, this fight too. But, but but why is this a main event, man? Yeah, it's not, it, it really it should be the co-main, which is going to ask you about to Boric against JJ Wilson. I'm going to go with Adam Boric. I, I not just because he has the same name as me, which is an awesome name. Just kidding, but I just think he's more he's really well-rounded guy, really solid everywhere. JJ's looked good, but I'm still not convinced he's like an elite guy. What do you think? Close fight, man. I, I really look. I really think JJ looked great in this last fight, and Boric looked good as well against uh, Kennedy, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a close fight, man, and it's a fun fight. It's actually the fight I'm looking forward to the most on this card. So yep. it's uh, I'm, yeah, I'm fifty. I'm not sure yet about it. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still fifty-fifty on it. I mean, really quick picks for PFL. We got uh, Kayla Harrison against Jenna Fabian. I mean, Harrison by anything, right? Yeah, we'll go to the next one. We'll go to uh, Larissa Pacheco, Taylor Guardado. Now, Guardado's a big underdog, guys. She's a girl that, you know, it's an interesting prospect. Um, someone that took a lot of time off the sport, came back, so looked great. Pacheco's a huge favorite, which I get it because she's obviously very experienced. But I, I think Guardado has a chance as an underdog, Marcel. What do you think? Pacheco is such a 
outsider to me, you know? I never know what to think about her. Then I think like, wow, she actually is good. And then it's like, nah, actually not. So it's like a hit or miss all the time with her. But yeah, I understand she's a favorite here, Taylor Gradado. I think she uh, was uh, she, she won both her fights by a decision uh, on the on the regular season. I mean, I think we will we probably will see Kayla Harris and Larissa Pacheco. So that's what I think. And for the other one, for the other one, I'm going with uh, Dennis Galtsov against. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the heavyweight fights. By the way, the best fight odds has it all fucked up because they have PFL 8 and 9 mixed up, guys. So just remember that. These fights were this weekend. Use another uh, website to find it perfectly. I don't know why they're mixed up. But, yeah, you got Bruno Campos. Uh, he's a big favorite against Jamal Hill, uh, Jamal Jones, excuse me, and uh, uh, Dennis Goltsov against Anti Delia. So you're picking Goltsov and Kapaloza? Yeah, Kapaloza, maybe. I'm not sure. I think Jones can knock him out as well. I think so. both those fights can go either way. I honestly yeah. do. I think they could be both dog or pass situations. So, again, not the I'm <laughs> not the greatest PFL breakdown, guys, but we're at an hour, and I, and I got to go see my kids. So, talk uh, get these last comments, and we'll get out of here. Kanger wins as he gets a title shot after Whitaker, probably. I mean, that would be a big win if you beat Kelvin. So, um, maybe they do Kanger versus Till Brunson winner, Izzy fight 2022. Yeah, because right now they're saying Izzy is not going to fight Whitaker by the end of the year. This is the last thing, last question we'll take, Marcel, and we'll get out of here. Uh, any comments on Jang's comments on seeing uh, Weidman's leg break impacting your fight against Rose? I mean, it's just, sure seems like a lot of excuses from Lee Jang, which is disappointing because I, I respect her so much as a fighter, but she's not respecting her opponent much. Um, you, know what's even, you know what's even more disappointing, that the UFC is going to book the rematch like Yeah, that. yeah, uh, that's what we're hearing, guys. I mean, Ariel had it in his newsletter, as you guys saw. I'm sure you guys read that. So the rumor is they're going to try doing the, the rematch. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Remember I said? I'm like, I think they're going to do this rematch. So yeah, I think it's possible. Anyways, um, I think that's going to be it, guys, for today's podcast. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the comments and the questions. Some new people in the chat today, which is awesome. So I appreciate that, guys. Marcel, you can plug yourself, and then I'll plug mine. We'll get out of here, okay? Big Marcel24, Facebook, and or Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, MMADNA.NL, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. There you go. You guys can find me on Twitter, at MMADMartinPodcast, MMADOddsBigger.com. It's on our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, all those places you guys get them. Uh, your podcast, uh, BJPan.com is my home as well, MMADOddsBigger.com as well, obviously, and MiamiNews.com. Lead Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting. I'll have my DFS breakdown on Friday. Um, and my bets for this car. I'll have a few bets for sure. Uh, probably on some dogs, obviously. And what else I got? Yeah, I think that's that's going to be it. So a lot of stuff coming out, guys. But uh, again, appreciate it, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Be back next Monday for the recap show. Again, no podcast on Thursday going forward. But we're back Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern.